back to Badasses the New Black Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Chin. Here on the podcast, I am all about helping you turn your passion or your side hustle into a real, legit business. We talk about building a badass brand so you can stand out from everyone else who's selling the exact same thing that you are, and how to leverage your social media and the internet to build a huge business. And of course, my favorite part, which is scaling through automation so you can work less and enjoy more. Today on the podcast, I am here with Taylor Slango. She is a business coach that specializes in mindset, launching, and authentic sales. She scaled her own personal brand and business beyond six figures her first year and now helps other women build businesses that give them total time and money freedom. All right. Hello, Taylor. What's up? What's up? I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. We're going to talk about a really amazing topic today. Are you ready? So ready. Here on the podcast, we are very casual. We may curse a little, but you know, that's just how we roll over here. So life is life, right? We're going to talk about selling in the DMs, right? That's what we're going to talk about. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to be good. Selling in the DMs. For those of you that don't know what DM means, that's direct message. It's in reference to more Instagram. Facebook is people say what PM private message. Why can't they just have the same? (laughs) I get to have the same thing. <laughs> like, I never thought about that. That's so funny. Yeah. It's like Facebook, it's a PM. Instagram, it's a DM. I think people like get it, but it's weird that there's, there's two. Yeah. Anyway, let's get started. I want to hear, and I want the audience to hear more about you, your background, where you got to where you are, and then we'll dive into the juicy, how to sell in the DMs. Yeah. So I got into the online space kind of on purpose, kind of on accident. I had graduated college and I got my degree in criminal justice and was just like bouncing around nine to fives and side jobs and knew ultimately I didn't want to use my degree. I didn't want to do anything traditional. With that being said, I also didn't know what I wanted to do. So I ended up saying, I'm just going to set like a guideline for what I want and then try to fill in the blank. So my requirements at the time was like, I want to work from home. I want to dabble in social media. I want like a flexible remote work. I was kind of interesting, interested in marketing. So I went for this digital marketing job and by grace ended up getting it because I joke all the time. Like I was so fucking unqualified, like (laughs) beyond unqualified, but I studied the terminology to make it sound like I knew what I was talking about. Um, So I remember going to that interview and they were like, all right, Taylor, we have a couple more interviews this week. We'll let you know. And I was feeling so sweaty because I was using these words that I didn't really know what they meant and the lingo. (laughs) Like I pray to God I'm using this in the right context. Literally, I had like a post-it note with all of the words with stars next to them. I ended up getting an email like an hour later that they were like, hey, you are the perfect fit. We're canceling all our other interviews. We were so impressed by you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm taking like a job away from someone else. Like they're so impressed with me. Little do they know. Like I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, With that being said, I got into the job and I hustled my ass off and I wasn't going to fuck it up because I really wanted it. It was exactly like that list of criteria I had in mind and I was working from home and I was getting paid more than I was before and I enjoyed it. And 
I ended up getting promoted and promoted and promoted and promoted and like went to the top of the company. It was insane. And I was totally immersed in influencer marketing. So we were doing launches, Facebook ads, funnels, Instagram strategy, you name it in this space, we were doing it. And I was working with the biggest names in the industry. And I essentially learned how to start my own online business. And I had a moment in that job where I was like, wait a second, I do this every damn day. I make pe people millions and millions and millions of dollars. What if I just tried to apply it to myself? And that's essentially how I got started. Okay. And so, and I have people asking me this or messaging me and they're like, this is totally not what we're supposed to be talking about, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, and they're like, I want to start a business, but I don't know what I would do. Or I want to create a course, but I don't know what it would be on. Or I want to branch mm -hmm. out, um, you know, and do something in addition to my network marketing products, but I don't know what to do. And so when you were like, okay, I could do this myself. Did you know instantly like, and this is what I'm going to teach on, or this is like what it's going to look like? I had an idea of what realm I wanted to be in. And it wasn't business coaching. Like that was an idea, but I always saw myself as like the back end person. And also I didn't know if I could apply it on myself. Um, so I was really into like personal development at the time, manifestation, mindset, energy, all that stuff. So I positioned myself as like a life and mindset coach. And that's really where I started. But as I was, were taking clients, I noticed all of them were entrepreneurs. I noticed we would get on the calls and we'd talk about mindset, but then I'd just shift into like marketing and strategy and growing mm -hmm. your business. And then I had this moment where I was like, I'm so good at this and I can make these two worlds combine. I know so much about business. I've seen so many back ends. I know strategy. I know mindset. Like it's a great balance. And when I shifted into business coaching, like my business literally exploded. I remember I went from one month, it was a 3K month. And then the very next month, my first month of pivot, it was a 12K month. So it literally wow. like 3X because I think I just got into the right space. But I will say if you guys are confused about, and I know we're not supposed to be talking about this, but let's no, talk we, about everything. I don't talk care. About whatever, we can talk about whatever we want as long as at some point we get to how to sell in the DMs. <laughs> um, but when I was working for that agency, like I honest to God saw courses and everything you could have managed from training your dog, grooming your dog, like how to be a stay at home mom, um, postnatal fitness, preparing for birth. Like I saw so many random things in so many different industries and even virtual piano lessons, like you name it, I saw it. And if you can get it into a digital form, you can sell it period. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Okay. So let's get into, so selling, that's a good transition, yes. right? Into selling in the DMs. So tell me about that. And I, I did just make a sale in the DM. So I, I was so excited. I was like, yes, this is what we're talking about. I have like, <laughs> yes. So I was so, so excited to hear what you had to say about it and see like if I was experiencing the same tips and things or applying the same things that you think are I important on selling in the DM. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like really passionate about selling it in the DMS because I've never been a big fan of sales calls and it's not that I can't take them nor close them. It's just like, it doesn't feel good. It's just one of those things where if I could choose not to, I wouldn't. And what I found as I was growing my businesses, 
the DMs literally replace the need for a sales call. I straight up tell my clients, unless it's like my premium package, highly requested, I really want to work with this person and I'm feeling like called to get on the phone. I'll just straight up say like, I don't take sales calls, but I'm so happy to answer any other questions you have. Mm -hmm. And I think with all of the tools Instagram gives us, it's enough. I've sold anywhere from a $17 package to literally a $25,000 package in the DMs, no sales call, no application. So I want to start by saying that because a lot of people are like, yeah, you could see it sell in the DMs if you have this kind of offer or if you have this or under this circumstance. But mm -hmm. I think it's like the money place to sell all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think I have a different approach than most people do when it comes to selling in the DMs because I've seen a lot of mentors and I always preface it by saying like, try them all on for size and do what feels good. I'm not saying yeah. my way is the only way that works, but this is yeah. the way that feels the best. So, um, I've heard a lot of people say like when you get a new follower, like connecting with people, just send them a message and don't sell to them just to connect and da da da. I don't do that at all because when I get those messages, it doesn't feel authentic and I mm -hmm. feel like it, it's exactly what it is. Like you're DMing me to build a relationship, to nurture, to work the algorithm and to hopefully like, you know, convert me into a client one day. And right. I think you know the strategy. Yeah, <laughs> so you're like, yeah. I so see through your bullshit. And like, <laughs> I, they all ask a very similar question. It's like, so how long have you been coaching? And it's like, I'm not getting into this random conversation because honestly, you don't care and that's okay. I don't expect you to care, you right. know? Like, I don't need to waste my time on small talk. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say if you're entering the DMs, it's for two reasons and it's for two reasons only. They explicitly DM you first and say, hey, tell me about your program or you use an engagement tool on the stories and you explicitly say, hey, do you want to know more about this or whatever your pitch is? If you vote in this poll, I'll send you more information. It's, it's not even enough to say vote in this poll if you're interested and then DMing them because if they didn't want the sales conversation, they're never going to vote in your polls again because they're going to be afraid that you're going to try to slide mm -hmm. in their inbox. I've done it. Like I voted in a poll and I've gotten bar bombarded before and it's like, okay, unfollow, never engaging with you again if I'm going to get attacked like this. Yeah, Have you, yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Yes. Yes, it yeah. definitely has. And I'm just kind of like, Meh, not interested. Thanks. But I, so I'm going to like highlight that and point that out again. Cause if you guys just missed it, if you're listening to this on two X and we sound like little munchkins, <laughs> like er, rewind, let's highlight that part again. So in the story, if you're asking someone to participate in a poll and then you're going to follow up with that sales pitch in the DM, make sure you tell them, right? Yeah. So what do you say again in the story? Let's do that on repeat. Yes. Okay. So I would go on and say something like, I'm so excited about blah, blah, blah. Um, if you want more information or you want to chat about this, vote in this poll. I'll reach out to you. We'll see if it's a good fit. Or you can, um, I've used even lingo in the poll where the options are like on the fence. I want to chat and can you DM me? So then there's like no question. They are asking for the DM. And it's so funny because I know a lot of you guys are thinking, well, if someone wants information, why wouldn't they just DM you? It's like, it's the same reason we don't call the car salesman to get a quote because we don't even want to enter that territory and get wrapped into something we don't want or in an uncomfortable sales-based conversation. It's not to say everyone is like salesy, but that's what we're kind of conditioned to assume when we mm -hmm. think about sales, unless you know better, you know? Right. 
Let's take a tiny little break from this badass podcast to talk about Kajabi, or as my husband calls it, Punjabi. Babe, it starts with a K. K-A-J-A-B-I. This is the platform that literally makes all the magic happen. It's plug and play, no coding necessary. And guess what, you guys? The best thing about it is that you get your very own mobile app with it. I looked into building an app and it was going to be over $100,000. You get your own right there. The platform is so affordable too. So instead of paying for individual platforms like your CRM system, which is going to host your email, your landing pages, which is going to capture your email, your website, which is going to be where all the magic happens, a community space, it's literally all in one. So it doesn't matter if you want to host courses, educational classes, have libraries in there for your team. This is absolutely the way to go. And I have a month free for you to check it out. So hop over to my website, thechrissychin.com forward slash Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. And you can check out a month for free. I cannot wait to see what you create. Please do me a favor. Send me a DM, send me an email once you've created something so I can see it and check it out. Can't wait for you to get started and scale your business like a badass boss. All right, let's get back to the podcast. And so then you already have ready what you're going to send them in the DM when you put up that story. Not necessarily. Cause I think that's yeah. another mistake. People say, okay, tell me about your program. And all of a sudden it's like your life story. Like this is the modules. This is the investment. This is <laughs> right. be a good fit. And it's like, if you are being really honest with yourself, unless you know them well, how do you know if it's a good fit? So the first, I won't give any information about a program. If someone is like, Hey, I want to chat. The first thing I go to is I ask about them. I want to know more about you, where you are in your business, what your goals are. Like I could sell you into something all day long, but one, you want to make them feel heard and seen. You want to make sure you actually want to work with them. I think, I think people forget that. Like we have the choice, we have the power and something I'm really learning as I scale is like getting picky about who I work with because I give so much energy to my clients. So going back to like, do I want to work with this person? Is it an aligned fit for me? And also building that trust because now they're like, oh, well, it doesn't even necessarily feel like a sales conversation. We're just like getting to know each other and you're already building trust there. So always, always ask about them is like this step two for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what makes a really good coach or, um, you know, even if you have a physical product, let's say you're in network marketing. So I've got a mix of network marketers and small business owners, coaches, life coaches, business coaches, yada, yada. So if you have a, a product and, you know, you're talking about this product and you're like, send me a message. Like, I think that is the wrong thing to do is just be like, oh yeah, it's going to do this, 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 and this. It's like, wait, go back to asking them. Like, you know, you already kind of know what they're going to say, but I think that just builds that connection, builds that trust even more. If you ask them again privately, and it does really show that you care and you can get more information to then figure out really how to steer them. And if you have multiple programs, then you do multiple programs or you have multiple different products, you can steer them in the right direction. Yeah. Um, And like a parallel of being a consumer, because like I buy Monet, that's a network marketing company. I use doTERRA. And when I was 
going through that consulting process, I had like, I had to fill out a hair quiz. I had to like send her pictures so she could recommend me the right things. I appreciated that. I felt taken care of and I felt seen versus someone just being like, oh my God, this is my favorite shampoo and it's going to work perfect for you. Like maybe Mm -hmm. I have oily hair and it's not. So just going that extra mile and it takes you no time. And people are way more likely to respond to that kind of question than to a link or a checkout page. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And the connection. So that was something that when I did the last sale in the DM, someone who had found uh, my course through a Facebook ad or yeah, it was Facebook ad because she messaged me on Facebook. Um, so she found it on there. She commented and just said like, how much? <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll click on the link and it will give you, <laughs> there's different options, you know, if you want a payment plan or whatever. Um, and then she sent me a private message. I don't know exactly what she said, but I just, I asked her about her business. You know what, well, what's your business? Um, I think, cause I think she said, would it be you know, what's your course about basically. And instead of just giving her the whole pitch, I just said, well, what is your business? Tell me what you, you know, need help with. And I'll let you know if the course is a good fit. And so right there, I'm going to be able to speak to her needs. Either it's not a good fit or, or I can just highlight this these, this main section or these two sections that are really going to make an impact in her business where she needs it. Right. Yes. Yes. That's like the second portion of it is like everyone buys for different reasons. So if you're getting to know someone, like I'm launching my launch course, for example, if I'm talking to someone in the DMS and it's all about validation too, because usually the sales page will be like, this is for you if, and it answers all their questions, but people just want to feel seen and heard. Like I get a DM every launch. It's like, will it be a good fit for me when clearly the FAQ section covers that, but they just want to hear it from me to them. And second, there's going to be like different triggers for people. So if I'm in the DMs and someone's telling me I am struggling so much with content, I feel like that's like the hardest thing about the launching. Like I feel pretty good about marketing, but content, I'm just all over the place. Even though I talk about marketing in the program, that's not what I'm going to like kind of whip out as my next step. Content's Mm -hmm. their pain point. So I'm going to want to highlight that part of the course for them. I might talk to someone else who struggles with sales or emails and I might highlight a different part of the course. So it's also just meeting them where they're at to make them Mm -hmm. feel super secure that they're going to get the things that they actually want. But that's like not like we're still very early in the process. So let me go to the next step because there's still another step before the sale for me. Okay. We go back and forth and we chat. And then the next thing I'll do, and this is a text, not an audio. I will text them and be like, Hey, is it cool if I audio you some information? One, you're priming them to say yes, just like you would do on a sales call. And two, it is so scary to look at your DMs and see like seven audio messages. It's intimidating. (laughs) Like sometimes if I see that like coming in cold, I'm like, I'm afraid to listen. I'm not listening to this. So you want to just make sure like that's coming in warranted too, because that can feel really intimidated, especially if you're talking to someone who doesn't normally use those features. Yeah. And because it's only a minute long. Which, by right. the way, how many times are you recording and you like get off track and you're looking at it and then you look down and it says a minute and you're like, I know it's like, where did did I leave off? (laughs) Like when did it stop recording? Okay. Now I have to go back and listen to my own message or every time start over. I'll be like, um, I think I said this, but if not, (laughs) right. Okay. Let me just Um, myself. 
So like 99% of the time, actually, I've never had someone say, no, don't audio me. Like they just say yes, especially at that point, because you've had so many other like touch points already. And then that's where the sale is. Like for me, I think sales is energy. I want them to hear my voice. I want them to feel my energy. I want them to hear the confidence. I'm going to use their name when I'm talking to them. I'm not going to be like, yeah, girl, like that's generalized. I don't want anyone to feel like it's a template because no sales conversation in the DMs is a template for me. I take the same steps because that's what feels good. And I think that's what makes them feel good too. But every conversation goes in a different place. So I'll basically Mm -hmm. audio them about the transformation. Like this is what you can get if I can relate to them. So if I know like, you know, Susan is struggling with content, I can say I've had another, you know, client go through this course that struggled with content. This was her transformation and just reassure her in the program usually it'll be like a couple back and forth questions. And then I go into like the delivery of it of like, okay, this is what's included in the value and just like reaffirming what the program actually is. And then by that point, it's either like, yes, give me the link, sign me up, or they have some other objection that you have to work through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I love the voice because I mean, if they know your voice, if they've seen your videos, then it's like that affirmation that that it's you, right? Because a lot of times people, and as you get a higher following or get busier or like get bigger, you know, people are like, oh, I bet this is just their like Mm -hmm. assistant. They don't even answer. And I think that all the time. And so A, if I get to hear their voice, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel so special. They're like, it's actually them. Um, And then depending on what I look like or like, how like, who cares I'm feeling, I may do an actual video yes. so they can literally see that it's me. And yes. I just feel like people just respond so much better to that. Like yeah, either, either uh, audio or video. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the other thing um, that I did, and maybe this is like in one of your parts is that connection piece. You talked about how they need to, they need to trust you. And when you're getting someone in really cold from an ad or someone that's just come found you on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, um, you have to build that trust really, really quick. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I noticed how I built trust. Um, and it was super genuine, but it was like, oh my gosh, I know that's what did it. So she messaged me. I asked her what her business was. Tell me what you're doing. And she had said, oh, I sell yoga equipment or like yoga things. And I trained to be a yoga instructor. My husband opens yoga studios. So of course, instantly I was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. My husband opened yoga studios. I became a yoga instructor. I did it for a little while and did it. That's so awesome. And, and she was like, I'm in like done, you know, like we made that connection and I was like, oh my gosh, we have something in common. I wouldn't have known that had I not asked her. Or unless I, and I may not even known if I would have stalked her and I'm not going to take time to stalk her page. Like I can just ask. Right. So I think that's also what asking someone them questions can just instantly like, okay, well, oh, we have this in common. Perfect. I'm going to throw that out there. 
Yeah. I love that you brought that up. That's a huge part of what I teach in my sales process because a lot of people just try to connect with their audience based on like the common ground, which is usually whatever you're offering. But for me, I look at every other angle I can connect. Like I'm a dog person. Do you have a dog? Because that's a layer. Like I like margaritas. Are you a margarita person? That's a layer. I'm a Mm -hmm. tropical beach person. Like the more we can layer up and stack those relationships, one, people are going to start to think about you at home. So next time they're like making a margarita or they see a dog or something, they're going to think of you outside of like your business. And that's huge because then they're going to feel like they're friends with you and you're someone that comes up in their day-to-day life. That does something Mm -hmm. like so psychologically, it's insane. So Mm -hmm. getting in their house and other capacities, but also it eliminates the rest of the market. So there might be five people talking about launching, but if you love margaritas and you're a dog person, I hands down have your sale just because Mm -hmm. like, like you said, we have that deeper connection. So I go out of my way all the time in sales conversations and out of sales conversations and especially nurturing to get to know all of like the nitty gritty details, because those are usually the details that thrive the goal anyway. Like if I learn that you're a mom and you have kids, like now I know kind of what your leverage point is and why you want your business and the things that are important to you. And it's just Mm -hmm. understanding the person for who they are, not just looking at them like a lead. Yeah. No, absolutely. I love all of that. And just being able to make that connection with them. And also it draws in your ideal clients, the people that you know, you're going to vibe with. That's just something huge that I've noticed is if I'm building this tribe of people that I don't know anything about, and they don't really know anything about me, it's just a bunch of randoms. And we don't have this like amazing connection when we get deeper in things. But if I'm super upfront and honest about who I am and what I'm all about, like there's definitely people that are going to not listen to this podcast again because we swore on it. And like, (laughs) that's okay. Right. That's okay. Because because sometimes it slips out and like, I just want to be me and I just want to be free. And I want to attract the people that are going to feel that and get that energy from me and get inspired to do the same thing. Yeah. So being able to make that deeper connection, you're going to attract your people. I'm going to love my business so much more and they're going to get way more out of it because yeah, they picked me for various reasons and not the other five people that were boring. Yeah, it's a win-win. I know I had um somebody respond to one of my emails because I, I curse. It's like part of my brand voice. It like either attracts you or repels you and either way mm-hmm. is cool. And I had an email that was like, your email was so offensive. I'm unsubscribing. And I think you get to a point in your business where you're like, it's okay because you're very clear that you want to work with people who like you for you. And like, if you have to watch what you say or tiptoe around words, like you're not going to be showing up as your best self. And that's ultimately going to impact the client result, which is like Mm -hmm. the worst sacrifice you could make. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting because I have, you know, I have two, two brands, two businesses. And in Mm -hmm. the one brand, it's that audience is, um, I love them to death. I love all of them. I think a lot of them don't like cursing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, and I never did that with that brand. It was like, I'm more like cool, calm, collected Chrissy in that brand. And, um, and then when I started the Chrissy chin brand, I'm like, I'm two cocktails, Chrissy. Like, (laughs) like it's a little extra. Right. And I love that. And it, it's way more me. Like I'm totally me over there, but I'm like two cocktails, Chrissy. So like just a little bit more loosey goosey. And I was typing emails, like doing this email for Chrissy Chin brand and then doing this email for Grow Workspace. And 
said shit in it. And I was like, you ever feel like, I don't know, you're the shit from your past or like whatever, put it in there. And I got, and I sent that out to like the other business, not even thinking about it was just like in the zone and got a handful of emails that were like this, I can't believe you did this. Like it's so nasty. And and I was like, okay, note to self, like be very mindful of like what audience you're speaking to. Because yeah, for sure. It can make a little bit of a difference. Yeah. And I think too, like at least what I have found is the more I grow, the more open I am. Like I've shared some things that I didn't ever think I would share with my social media in the last couple of weeks. And I was a little bit nervous, but I felt like it was just a new level of my business and a new level of me and comfort and acceptance for myself, I guess. And Mm -hmm. I think the more you do that and work that muscle, it becomes easier because I got like literally zero negative feedback in the things that I've been sharing over the last couple of weeks. If anything, people are like, I love you even more. Like now Mm -hmm. I'm a lifer and I'm getting that positive feedback because they can relate to those deeper levels on a deep level, which causes more connection. And I'm not afraid to have the scary conversations you know, we've talked about everything from body image to cannabis in the last couple of weeks. And those are like, you know, it's uncomfortable territory when usually my jam is Instagram and marketing and sales. Right, right, right. I know. I'm like, this is like a whole nother topic and a whole nother podcast. But like with everything going on, we don't have to get into it. It's like all the things I'm reading and researching. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I talked about this, like, will a lot of people not like want anything to do with me? And it's like a really scary thing. And I'll I'll say like, to be honest, I haven't decided if I want to share my thoughts and opinions online yet at this point, you know, like it's And also knowing like, that's okay. Like I definitely shared it because those were things that were on my mind for such a long time that I was like in that spot where I was like, I don't think I'm ready to speak on this yet. Um, but the more I think just positive reassurance you get, you're going to continue to feel better. Even I did like, I ordered a bunch of shit off of Amazon and like, we're redoing the house. And I did an Instagram story that was like very like home update, lifestyle update. These are the skincare products. And I left a poll and I was like, is this too random? Or do you like when I share all the things? And I had one person say it was too random. Everybody else in the poll was like, please show me every area of your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they want to know your super fans want to know what's going on, but it's like, it's a scary thing. But then to go back, I have to like, Chrissy, listen to yourself and what you talk and what you preach. Cause I preach be yourself so you can attract your tribe. Well, if I start talking about the things that I'm like my thoughts and whatever in a totally different area, then I'm going to attract those people. So like, isn't that what I want anyway to like talk about what I'm for and what I'm against? It's like one of my mentors was like, talk about as much as you talk about what you're for, talk about what you're against. And yes, you are going to repel people. But again, you're just going to draw the people that you resonate with and that resonate with you even more. Yeah. Polarizing content, like it's scary, but it honestly is what sets you apart and going into that territory, which honestly does connect back to Instagram because the whole conversation has been centered around connecting at a deeper level. And like, you have to go deep. You can't connect on a deeper level 
at the surface level. So, you know, it's going to go into that territory. And even the people who like maybe didn't agree or like didn't have the same outlooks, I still got positive feedback from them saying just like, thanks for your transparency. And like, we can have a fun conversation and like agree to disagree and like grow in that way too. Because I also say I'm not a cookie cutter coach. So if you don't agree with me or you want to try a different avenue, like we'll meet in the middle. And I think showcasing that and other elements is also giving a preview of what it's like to work with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think getting people into the DMS, it allows you to go that much deeper because I've certainly shared some stuff that I'm not like, Oh, what I want to put this on my story or like out there for everybody, but I'm super comfortable sharing it with one person in the DM. And if they were to screenshot that and you know, I always make sure like, okay, if they were to screenshot this and like post this up, like, would I be okay? Okay. Yes, I would be okay. Um, or I sent it in a voice memo. Um, (laughs) I suppose they could record that too or whatever, but I definitely get more, um, more open, about myself and that allows them to get more open and vulnerable and that just makes the connection. So I think getting people into your DMs is super, super important. And then you can do whatever you need to do in that moment to then at some point get the sale. And here's what you'll find. If you are talking sales content, people are not going to slide in. If you share something personal, vulnerable, you won't have to do anything. You will get that outreach. And it's almost like you're empowering and giving people permission. Like when I was, I did some stories about like body image and like, you know, healthy lifestyle and some of the things I'm into. I got so many DMs initiated by them that were like, oh my God, I relate to this. I felt like this. Like, I'm so glad you're talking about this. And also just showing you're a real person. Cause I think once you get to a certain point, like me and you, we have these brands and we're established and we have like this company that we represent, but that also doesn't mean we're perfect. So I try to like humanize myself as much as possible. Cause I think that's just another connection point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so when you're sharing these, are you sharing them in a post? You're sharing them on your story. When you say people are sliding into my DMs, is it they saw your post and then they felt the need to, to DM you in a direct message privately, or you're sharing on your stories and when they respond, it, it goes to your DM and so that's how they're getting Yeah. It's all, always on my stories when I'm talking about like more vulnerable stuff like that, it's easier for me to speak it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and that's like the trick to stories and why stories are so important. Like you guys, if you're not doing stories, go do stories. And even I am like, do I have a story up right now? I better have a story (laughs) up right now. I'm like, shoot. I was like totally relaxed and hanging with my family yesterday. It's like, crap, I might've forgot to put a story up, but like always have a story in there because when they reply or do anything, do an emoji or anything, it goes to your private messages, your direct messages. And so then you can have that deeper connection than just a post that's like getting lost in the abyss of things. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It was such a good talk. I love it. I love it. All right. Anything else lastly you want to share? Lastly, I don't know if that was an appropriate word to use, but anything Mm. you want to share for me. Well, I hope you guys definitely like got some tactics of like how to apply. But I think the biggest takeaway from the bigger conversation is just to like focus on connection and being yourself and like authentically connecting in the DMs. I think that's what makes or breaks you. And I even had a client the other day and she was like, well, how do I get more followers? And I was like, stop looking at them like followers and ask yourself, how do I get more humans in my community? And like, just that switch will, you'll come from a different place. So I hope Mm -hmm. that's your biggest takeaway. Yes. That, and then asking more questions and getting to know them much better. So then you can tailor the content that you're giving them. So it's super impactful. 
Okay. Sure. Before we leave, you want to do like a, like some fast fire questions? I'm going to Yes, let's do it. That's okay. Fun. <laughs> All right. You ready? Ready. On your mark. Get set. Okay. So you just have to tell me which one pops into your head instantly. Okay. Okay. Salty or sweet? Sweet. Spa or adventure? Spa. I already know this answer. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Because <laughs> you said it in there earlier. See, you guys, I learned that she knew dogs. I didn't even have to ask her the question. Uh, work or play? Play. Uh, favorite quarantine food? <sighs> Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, favorite superhero and why? Batgirl. And I just really like her edgy vibe. I always wanted to dress up as her for Halloween and I still haven't. So maybe next year. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Stairs or elevator? Stairs. And then one thing on your bucket list. Visit Bali. Uh, I love it. We're supposed to go to Bali. Together. I know. So it'll be tripped off the list. <laughs> so that's how Taylor and I know each other is we know each other because we are in a mastermind together in Sabrina Phillips mastermind and the Bali mastermind. And so we're supposed to be going to Bali together in September. And I'm like praying that that still happens. So I am too. We yeah. shall see. We shall see. But that's how Taylor and I know each other. And that's also the little like tip to get to grow your business and grow your network is become a part of communities that your yes. people are in. Absolutely. Because we would have never met otherwise. Yeah. I've made so many connections in my business and friendships from just joining programs, group programs, memberships. Like I overlooked it in the beginning because you're just focused on money making activities, but it's something worth taking seriously at every level. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a huge, a huge money-making thing. I mean, I invested, yes. I bought, you know, got my plane ticket on points and made my way down to the live event that Sabrina held and we met there and then we both joined the mastermind. So we're on zoom calls together in this yep. you know, group coaching. And so, yeah, so just networking that way has been super, super, I would say so much of my success has been just through getting to know people and working together and collaborating and doing different things and, and all of that. So it's been super amazing. Yeah, for sure. And you introduced me to the, my ads manager. So like, I know. that's amazing. Oh, she's I mean, amazing. Yes. She's so amazing. Shout out to Ashley. Ashley, right. we love you. All right, Taylor, tell the audience how they can find you. Yes. So I have a freebie of basically everything we walked through today, but in a sales flow with examples for you guys. So you can actually see some screenshots of my DMs of this in action. And you can just go to taylorslango.com slash Instagram to get it for free. Awesome. And we'll put your links in the show notes in the podcast. We'll put it in the thing on YouTube. So whether you're listening or you're watching, the link will be there for you. Cool. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to end it on that note. Thank you guys so much for being here until next week. Work on getting more of your humans that are paying attention to you on social media into your DMs, connecting with them, asking them questions and giving them that super valuable content that leads to the sale.